The Eason Book Club on the Pat Kenny Show. Sharing book recommendations with book lovers every month. So for this month's Eason Book Club, we chose The Siberian Dilemma by Martin Cruz Smith. And I wonder what our panel thought of the book. Uh, with me in studio, Claudia Carroll and Caroline Forum. Good morning and welcome. Morning. Thank you. Oh, what did you think of the book? Just a general verdict before we talk about what is the essence of The Siberian Dilemma. I would think that we maybe didn't finish on quite a bang. It was it was okay. It was an enjoyable read, but it didn't it kind of left me lacking a bit, really, to be honest. Okay, Claudia. Um, liked, didn't love. It was the first book that I had read in the Arcady Renko series, and this is the ninth book in the series. So I wondered, was it um, because I hadn't invested in the character? Because Same. I think with a thriller. Uh, particularly something like this, you follow narrative. You're looking for watertight narrative. You're looking for a, a real page turn. It just keeps you sucked in. And, uh, of course, a central character who you would follow through 400 pages of a novel. And I, I found that didn't happen for me here. And I wondered if I'd invested in the series. Um, there's a previous book uh, called Tatiana, which probably tells you more about the female who's the featured in the book, yeah. the, the lover of Arkady Renko. And maybe if you kind of had invested in that book. I think so, because there's, there's not very much character development in this book. So if you haven't read the previous books, it just feels like a lot of action, a lot of thriller without really knowing the depth of these characters or the relationship between Arkady and Tatiana. Mm. Um, so basically, he is a, a Moscow based investigator. And it's kind of for me, it kind of read like a like a Russian Jason Bourne type of thing. And he is uh, his, his on off girlfriend, Tatiana, goes missing in Siberia. And she's a journalist and um, she is off trying to put stories together about people who are kind of going against the whole Putin regime and this of course gets her into trouble puts her at risk all the time and he sets off to try and find her in Siberia and, and yeah. Normally uh, the Arkady Renko series are based in Moscow and it's very much an urban kind of thing and he he, he gets out and about in this one People might wonder where have they heard of him what before What is but the Siberian Dilemma? No but Gorky been? Park is where he started oh, yeah. That was yes. his first yeah. uh, appearance in a novel by Martin Cruz Smith so people who have been following him since then and that's decades ago yeah, and people do with a, with a centre with a hero of a thriller people will follow you know will go for years and mm. years like as, as Lee Child has proved no. I think people found this one hard to believe though because uh, from, from what I read because it's like 35 years on or something from Scorky Park and here he is like wrestling with bears and you know out in the wilderness it's like would he actually be able for that <laughs> at this age? Yeah there is that timelessness thing though yeah. about our, our heroes they are often just frozen frozen in time so the Siberian dilemma itself what is it? Well, the Siberian, and I think probably this was the most enjoyable part of the book for me, was the narrative descriptions of Siberia. Mm. Um, because you are just there. It's visceral. You're in the wilderness. You feel the cold. And you, you actually shiver. You know, you really do. Um, and it's man versus nature. But the Siberian dilemma is... Um, if, if, if you're a fish or a fisherman on a lake in Siberia, ice fishing, um, if the ice cracks... The dilemma is if you go into the water, you're going to be dead, obviously, of hypothermia in seconds. If you haul yourself out of the water, you'll live maybe a second or two longer and then your heart will just stop. It's which way to die. Do you allow yourself to to die of the cold? Passively or actively is really the message. But if you you get out and you're frozen and the 
the temperature of the water, I was trying to figure this out because um, the water will, if it's not frozen, will be at just about freezing point, mm. you know, or because if it's salt water, it'll be a little bit lower than zero. But if it's water, fresh water, it's around zero, right? But the air temperature above ground, above the ice, might be minus, minus 20, minus 30. Yeah. So you're wet, you, you clamber out and you're dead almost Instantly, yeah. I know, I, but I think your your survival instinct would kick in, and you'd have to do something. So you're always going to try and escape. That's what the, that is the question. Yeah. Do I struggle out and know I will die in seconds, or but do I stay in this cold yeah, water and die in minutes? Yeah. Die anyway, yeah. Do, or do you give up? Basically, yeah. do you give up or do you continue the fight? But uh, I, that was the most evocative to me. I found a lot of it, dare I say it, a little bit cliched. Yeah, you know the hard drinking, shady boss. The brutally corrupt oligarchy, um, torture, murder, threats, the whole imagery of the bear that was running throughout. Mm. And I yeah. thought, uh, I thought this is uh, an, an in image the early for chapter, there is a bit about a bear in a zoo. Yeah, who escapes. Yeah. Yeah, a drunken bear. And mm. that, that bear theme runs, runs through. throughout. It, it's almost uh, artifice that's too obvious. Yeah. And some of it's a little gets a little bit too far fetched for me um, towards the end without wanting to give it away. But the the drama builds and builds, and you just think, oh, this is just. I mean, I suppose if if I'd read the previous books and bought into the kind of James Bond unrealistic element of it, I would have bought it more this time round. But for me, I was just like, ah, oh, there's no way. I mean, I don't think I could last that long in Siberia myself. But he seems to go very far. It, it really brings it home, you know, when he talks about characters who wear their frostbite like a mark of pride, like a mark of mm. manliness. But if you lose a finger, you if if you lose a glove, you will lose a finger. Mm. Inside, like that's how brutal it is. I loved the character though, but Bolot was that his name? The factotum, which is a the kind factotum, of yeah. a bit of comedy running throughout, which kind of makes it a little bit Lightened lighter. It. And he's just the smartest person that Arcady could meet. He helps him through everything. He knows how to get out of any kind of pickle, and that kind of added a sort of a, a com- comedy layer, I think, to it, which gives it a bit more. He bite. was like a Sherpa, yeah. Yeah, but very fortuitous that he happened to meet this guy who came out of nowhere. Well, I was expecting him <laughs> to go against him and be a bit of a shady character. Yeah, from, straight like, away at the beginning you think this guy's after something. Yeah. And it turns out that no, he's actually, you know. There to help. Yeah. 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 It does kind of make you think though about, you know, it, it's obviously it's quite dramatised, but like the lens that people will go to in Russia to, you know, sustain mm-hmm. the government that they have. Now, it may not be your style of book, but one of the people texting in, Derek, says, you know, you're giving out about formulaic writing, but Lee Child has written the same effing book 23 (laughs) times and counting. You know, that with thrillers, it (laughs) it kind of is uh, good prevails in the end, isn't it? Uh, Yeah. Virtually with all of them. I think it's also important to note that, like, you know, I I can say that I didn't really enjoy the book, but I'm definitely not the target market. So where I say I didn't work for me, it it would still, if someone is very much into Russia and Siberia and all those kind of thrillers, I think they'd really enjoy it. Especially, like you were saying, you read it over a break, like a nice kind of holiday read if you, you know, want to put the feet up and kick back. But it's yeah. not going to, you're not going to be necessarily turning the pages yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that you will, if you're, say, sitting by a pool or on a train or something, you'll yeah. read it at one sitting. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's quite through. a short book. It's only like 200 And it is pages. very well written. Yeah. Uh, just looking at the, the list of Arcady Renko novels, uh, Gorky Park, you're right, it's a long time ago, 1981. 
Wow. Oh, my God. Okay, there was a so movie, remember? We'll be, yeah, yeah, a great movie, um, yeah. but that's for almost 40 years ago. So there's no way that our 30-year-old hero then <laughs> is wrestling with bears <laughs> with <no>. in 2019. <laughs> I know. But uh, Gorky Park was 1981, then Polar Star, 1989, an eight-year gap, 1992 Red Square, Havana Bay, 1999, a seven-year gap, a five-year gap to Wolves Eat Dogs, uh, a three-year gap to Stalin's Ghost, a three-year gap to three stations, a three-year gap to Tatiana, and a six-year gap then to the Siberian Dilemma. And it's, it's what's interesting about the author is that he doesn't just write these stories based on what he thinks he knows about Russia. Like, he goes and he does so much research. He's a whole well, you team. you can tell. They go into yeah, Siberia. They know everything. Yeah, no so question. And that does come across, I think, as well. Yeah, it's a, a book, I think, for the aficionados of uh, Arkady uh, Renko. Yes. Um, looking back on, on uh, the year, mm. um, any book, which books stick in your mind? Ronan after? Farrow's. Absolutely. And did you see what happened yesterday? I was just going to say, this is Ronan Farrow's Catch and Kill, which we adored. And it's nonfiction. And it's written, it's like, for me, it was like all the president's men for the entertainment industry. But yesterday, Weinstein reached a plea deal, an agreement. It looks like he's settling, his insurance company is settling with uh, the 30 uh, so far victims and each victim the the settlement is capped at half a million dollars now not all of them will get the full half million but each individual settlement capped at half a million dollars with no admission of liability on his no part. admission because yes. he says everything that happened was consensual and i was discussing this this morning but w- w- what what would happen if they decided no we're not going to accept this we go ahead you see what happened to that man who took the case against um what's his name um who called him a pedo? In oh, the uh, Elon Musk. Yes. Yeah. In Thailand, yeah. And this guy and was the judge a, a, basically threw it out. Yeah, on the basis that he said, "Oh, it's a common insult that we use in South Africa." Da da da. And if you call someone a pedo here in oh, lives, yeah, you'd end up be, in in court. Yeah, lives was, would be ruined. So, so you know what'll happen to someone in the American court system. They'll be dragged through it. Any picture of them uh, taking uh, a shot with Weinstein by their by their side. Yeah. He's now toxic. It's like Prince Andrew. It's just toxic mm. now. Um, this one says, I love a Le Carre tale of Cold War espionage. How does the Siberian series compare? Mm. I haven't read an awful lot of Siberian tales, so I can't be the one to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> no, nor me, I'm afraid. Yeah, it, it's but interesting. The, Le Carre is still writing great. Yeah, great, he is. And uh, only recently. Yes, I, I read very a, recently. a follow-up one uh, recently to um, a, The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, which mm. kind of captures uh, what happens in in this era to the remnants of that story. Very, what very What was your favourite book, Pat, of all that we had? I think it was the same one, the, yeah. the Farrow book. Uh, a thriller, but Pat a Nicole, yeah. real life thriller. And then a close second for me would have been um, The Penis of Yarmouk. That was beautiful. I loved oh, yeah, um, Kevin Barry. I loved um, Night Boat to Tangier. Oh, Night that Boat was my Tangier. least favourite. Sorry, I, Kevin I Barry. I thoroughly enjoyed it. it, it <laughs> for me, it was like Beckett. Uh, well, we will start a whole new year yeah. in January. I don't have the, the list for January yet, but we'll we'll decide among ourselves which book to review and we let our listeners know as soon as that uh, comes about. But my thanks to Claudia Carroll and to Caroline Foran, uh, the members of our Eason Book Club.